episode 87. Single people should not be allowed out of their homes on Valentine's Day. Prove me wrong. I agree. All the single people with side pieces, sneaky links, and you know, they're gonna f up the day. I agree with this 100%. Let the, let the couples go out. Single people need to go out. They're the ones who need to be out. The couples should stay home. The single people need to be the ones getting drunk. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life. How is that dumb? But Valentine's Day is not for single losers. It's not losers. Valentine's Day is a it's Losers. Thing by society. They're losers who couldn't find someone they on the have... most desperate day of the year. What are they People supposed are the most to do? Go find to love you on Valentine's on Day. Valentine's How much day? of a loser are you? They should be allowed out because they make it fun. I hope you're glad with what you've done to me. I lay in bed all day long, feeling melancholy. You left me here all alone, tears running constantly. Oh, somebody kill me, please! Somebody kill me, please! Good evening, Door Enemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of Mike is EC. How you doing, EC? Going on, Asus. Good to see you again. Happy times, finally. We can talk about something. <laughs> positive for a little while for once so really good to be back get to uh get to talk about something happy for once <laughs> yeah we can talk we're gonna talk about that uh you see did you survive survive what monday did you survive monday yeah i survived what did i miss what was i what was i oh, not going to be able to well, survive? i'm hoping you didn't forget what happened what, what went on on monday I mean, because oh, you you have a oh, wife was, and you have I, a wife I, and I did, two I, I, I beautiful. The oh. I got all kinds of flowers and I did uh, body butters. What? I did what? salted chocolates, shoes. I went and and handled my business. Went out for dinner that night. Uh, got the kids their Valentine's. So, yeah, no, I thought you were talking about something that happened. No, I've been married too long to not uh, to not etch that into the brain of make sure that I take care of my business. How did, how did yours go? Well, Lisi, I know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can actually say this, right, um, and get away with it. Um, fortunately, I traveled on Monday, so I didn't have to really do too much, which, hey, you know what, uh, I'm not complaining, right? But, um, and I'm very fortunate that my kids are, what, I mean, I forgot my kids' ages, uh, five and six, so, you know, I didn't really have to get them, give me a basket of candy shit. I mean, my wife did, because she said she was, I got the cards, hey, my dad, dad, daddy's in charge of getting cards, and, you know, doing all that stuff, you know, and then um, the last, <coughs> the last weekend, uh, when we were here staying in San Antonio, when I came back from Midland, um, my wife saw some, you know, trap. I mean, you know, for some reason, my wife's in love with bags. So, I, you know, I got, you know, I got her, purchased her some bags, um, you know, like these, you know, nice travel bags, backpacks and shit like that. Because she has school handbags. So I got her that. So, I, you know, I took care of the gifts before, you know, before we got to Wednesday. But, you see, I'm not a big fan. I hate Valentine's Day. I do. I think Valentine's Day, that's my, my I even told my wife, I told my wife this. There ain't going to be romance on Valentine's Day. I mean, no. 
She already knows, you see. Because I tell her. I mean, I kind of bursted her bubbles. Like, Valentine's Day is a commercial holiday that's been made up to boost the economy in the first quarter, fiscal, fiscal quarter of the year. I was like, I don't need to show one day to show my love to you. Because I show my love to you every week and every day of the week. Especially when I pick up after you and, her, and the kids. Again, I hope she's not listening. Because I really do. Yeah, I, do I do a lot around the house. So, I mean, I told her, I was like, I'm not trying to be as curmudgeon. It's just, I think Valentine's Day is bullshit. But, you know, uh, obviously, I don't want to get too much in trouble. So, obviously, I did spend money on her. And, you know, we made dinners this weekend. So, we uh, we had a we had a good time. Especially, the, you know, it's kind of hard, man. The Super Bowl is right the day, the day before. You know, but I made what she wanted, you know, for Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, we didn't really go out and hang with my friends. Stayed with the family. Uh, so, you know, I gave her, we had family time, so I didn't really screw it up too bad, but, you know, again, that those are my opinions about Valentine's Day. I agree with your opinions, I'm just not allowed to, uh, <laughs> not participate, so I am whipped, I will admit it on air, uh, if I do not come home with something, it's not gonna be a very good week in the Fultz household, so, okay. I make sure I, I get the kids something, Usually it's just, you know, easy little rose or just something. And then I get her gifts. I, I mean, she she's a love freak. She loves Valentine's Day. It is like she wants flowers in the house. She wants <laughs> candles. She wants the whole shebang. And I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do it. So I'm with you. I know it's made up. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So, but I like I said, she will, uh, she won't be happy with me if I don't. So yeah. I participated. Yeah, I mean, I just get screwed at the beginning of the year, you see, with Christmas, <laughs> my kid's birthday, my my, uh, my anniversary at the end of the year, my best friend's, I mean, no, I'm not going to say my best, you know, my best friend's birthday, he's on the 4th, but I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to spend money on him, but my mom's birthday, my wife's best friend's birthday is in the freaking <laughs> January, you know what I mean, it's been, can I get a fucking break here, you know what I mean? I know I didn't Uh-oh. plan. I didn't plan on getting married or having, having um, having a kid around this time. But damn, it's like I just need a break. You see, I just need a break. But you know what I did? I did a, uh, I did splurge on some golf stuff. I, I got some shirts coming my way. I, you know, I, you know what I did? I spent. You know who I spent Valentine's Day? I spent Valentine's Day on me. I bought some golf shirts. I bought like five golf, uh, five golf. Um, gloves one pink one red one green one blue one purple you know to match my outfits because you know what i'm a firm believer you see i suck at golf but you know what if you look good you play good no you look good you feel good you feel good you think you play good but okay you know what i mean (laughs) well listen there's nothing wrong with self-love there's not enough of it in the world and to take care of yourself and love yourself, I support that 110%. So uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you at least you participate even though you didn't want to. And maybe you'll inspire me. I'll just buy something for myself next year and see what happens. You'll feel a lot better about yourself. You know, it's like, you know what? I got me. Because you know what? Nobody gives a shit about Father's Day. You know, it's one of those things What Father's Day is like ranks like 19th on all the holidays. Mother's Day, obviously, is, you know, Christmas is number one. And then Mother's Day is number two. What do we get? Fucking socks? You know what I mean? Underwear? <laughs> Halloween comes before, you know what I mean? So 
So yes, splurge on yourself, you see, next week, next year. Whatever you want, buy it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy Valentine's Day a lot more, like I did. But too, unfortunately, I'm not at home to receive those packages, so I, I, had, I had to send them to my mom's house so my wife wouldn't know. That's a secret between us and everybody that's listening. Nobody will know. <laughs> All right, EC. You brought it up, EC. You brought it up. Uh, we have something to be happy about. It Actually, this week started off very... I was pissed, right? I, was, I, I mean, as, as you... With the Southampton news, I didn't wake up. I know you did. Uh, I didn't because I got a little hungover the night before, but okay. I got a little drunk the night before, so I really couldn't wake up at 6.30. But it is what it is. But I woke up to the news that we, once again, drew to Southampton. At home, right? It was a, it was a home game. <clears throat> so... You know, going into this this game that we had on Tuesday, I wasn't very optimistic, you see. Especially every, all, all the news coming out of Manchester. I think Ronaldo was getting blasted on Twitter after the Southampton match. Um, and the team is getting blasted. Because obviously we couldn't, you know, we can't put a full 90 together since I think the West Ham game was probably the, the last game that we actually played a full 90. And prior to that, you know, we met, we, it was the same thing. We played 45 minutes here, you know, off here, you know, you know, not playing. Again, it happened. It happened on Tuesday. You see, the first half that happened on uh, the Brighton at home again happened at Brighton. We couldn't put the, the we couldn't put a pass together. Our life depended on it. We should have been probably down three nil first half. You see. Three one maybe if we had uh, a chance I think who uh, who had a chance at the first half on our end, anyways, we should have been down. Uh, then he goes in, whatever he does changes you know gives a team pep talk which, again against Brighton which Brighton you know they play teams a lot of, they play they play teams tough. Uh, we go in halftime come out the gangbusters, at first it was again it was reminiscent of the first half we really weren't doing too well and then. Uh, start the 47th minute, I want to say, the 49th minute. <laughs> and I wrote this down. It was the commentator's curse. Um, they The commentator said something about um, a loose ball. Um, a loose ball. Uh, and what did he say in my notes, man? Because I was drinking when I watched the game. Um, a loose ball deflected uh, that... Uh, that all this, the, the, the south of the fact that Southampton can't hold on to the ball and they have these loose balls, um, that can, you know, United will benefit from it. And lo and behold, what happened? Loose ball, McTominay deflects it, you know, and then and then Ronaldo scores that, you know, wonder from the, um, from the, the box. And then after that, it seemed, <coughs> it seemed uh, we were kind of in control somewhat, in my opinion, um, I know everybody's like, oh, the first, second half, and this, this, and that. And, you know, when the substitutes came on, we controlled the match. Yeah, but we're down, they were down 10 men. So I really don't really give too much credence to what we, how much we possess in the second half and what the chances were created when technically you had thought of that you would have thought Brighton would have sat back and, and parked the bus. They didn't. They, they, went, they went at us at, with 10 men. They, they're, they're, they're substitutions. Um, were uh, were positive, 
So they didn't sit back, you see. I mean, they played the def- their defense, and when they they, tr- they try to break us on the counter more than we try to, you know, more. they're more, other than not scoring, they're more proficient on breaking us on the counter than we were trying to create chances, especially down ten, uh, um, uh, up, up one man. But, you know, we did create chances. I mean, uh, Sancho, I think he... Uh, other, than, I mean, because they they got player uh, was a player of the month Premier League, uh, but for the yeah. team, but for the team for the since the middle of January to now, I think Jane Sancho's probably been our best player in actually creating and and, and he's obviously scoring, but what he's doing on the pitch, you know, the, the shift he's putting in, I would say, if it's a month from now to the, uh, from this time this point in January to now which is a month i know i know they do full months you know january february march whatever i think jane sancho um clearly my opinion man of the match a man of the month um and i really think he's improving he's getting more confidence he's getting more confidence with the ball he's going after people i know there was that time when and which i really don't like in the first half when he would uh, i think ronaldo had that back heel and it was beautiful. I mean, you you know, he passed it. He gave it up. He didn't really take the shot. He backheeled it back to Jaden Sancho. And, you know, then Ronaldo, you know, was in the middle of the park, the middle of the, middle of the box. And you could say, yeah, Jaden could have got it to him, but he ended up taking himself. Um, that goalkeeper that uh, Saul, right, with Sanchez, I mean, if Ronaldo didn't get it, I mean, that dude was on fire. You know, he, you know, he blocked, you know, he, especially guarding, going 10 men down, you know, he blocked a lot of good shots that we had, uh, great shots that we had. So, um, uh, that guy was on fire. Um, but Sancho going at that guy, taking the, having the confidence so young, uh, and, and doing it. Say, you know what, Ronaldo, I'm going to take it. Maybe it wasn't the best shot because you, he, I mean, people would say, yes, he could have got to Ronaldo and, you know, Ronaldo could have slotted in, uh, back, um, on the on the the right corner low in the right corner hey who woulda coulda shoulda it didn't happen but you know his movement his you know going at people and i think that jane sancho's you know a shining light in what we've been going through um compared to the southampton match you see i thought cristiano as well uh was it up other than the attitude that he was giving on the pitch, and like I said, given that Jaden Sancho thing when he he just kind of like, you know, throw his hands down, and I think he kicked the goalpost, right? I don't know if you saw that. Like, he kicked the goalpost because you know, Jaden didn't pass to him. Um, that, that, just, that just pisses me off when he, he just does that. He's an elder statesman, and I know we're going to talk about it when we talk about the, the what's happened in the dressing room. Uh, but it's just, he, he, he just, he's a professional. You know what I mean? Act like you've been there before, in my opinion. Um, but I think, you know, him going tracking back on defense, going to the middle of the park, because, again, I think the, that was, even with Fred McTominay, even with Pogba, um, uh, even with Pogba and uh, what's it called, uh, you know, when he switched out, you know, for Fred, um, I think it's still the middle of the park, especially down 10 men. Uh, with Bruno and Pogba, that which I thought should have been the lineup that we, you know, that Ragnick picked, uh, should have picked in the beginning, um, but he didn't uh, because he he saw the Fred's deficiencies. Even with that, we still couldn't break down a ten-man team that was not parking the bus. 
So, you know, you saw Ronaldo tracking back, you know, trying to get the ball, trying to go forward, you know, playing some, you know, some defense because obviously we know Ronaldo does it. So, you know, just putting put in a good shift. So compared to the Southampton match when he's, you know, missing chances, you know, not, you know, just being Ronaldo, I mean, the older Ronaldo, the I'm not saying the geriatric Ronaldo because he, you know, he's not really geriatric, but not, you know, just being that, you know, being what he's been doing, you know, breaking the gold drought. I, you know, I thought he played well. Um, and then, well, I know we're going to do player ratings, but there were some glimmers of hope and obviously De Gea. I mean, if we don't have, if we, if we don't have De Gea this season, we're in middle of the, middle of the league. We're not even vying for top four. Um, De Gea. And then, well, I know we could talk about we're going to get into the defenses and all that, but it was yes we yes we won, yes we won two two nil, and on paper when you when you say two nil versus Brighton, it looks like oh man United you know played an awesome game, but that second goal what came in with what in the seventh minute of extra time in the ninety seventh minute or ninety six but you know what I mean ninety seventh minute. Um, and again, again, I have to preface this against a ten men Brighton team, and I want to talk about that uh, that that red card, and I want because I want to get your opinion about it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I know I've been talking for about seventeen minutes straight. I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk here for a bit. You see, so let me know. Let me give me your match review. What did you think? Yeah. So and, and there was a huge difference in this match for me because. Uh-huh. The past, the previous couple matches, um, we pretty much came out on fire in the first half, and then we're dead in the second half. Yeah. This time it was reversed. We were dead in the second, in the first half. I, I was almost just about to leave, and then <laughs> second half we came out. It was just a lot different. So that 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 to me was a, a, a big a big sign for me. I just didn't really understand that you, you could you can even see Ragnick. Um, signaling, you know, we're running a four-two-three-one. Like you guys need to keep your shape. Um, that was that was a very big deal for me to see him do that on the sidelines. I, I haven't seen a coach do that in quite some time. So you could you could see in the first half, uh, Scott and Fred struggle. I think it's it's becoming a bit concerning for me, not really understanding what Bruno's role is. You you pointed it out a minute ago. Is he deep? Is he forward? Is he left? Is he right? We have to kind of establish, I think, what his role is in the team so that there's more direction and there's more clarity. Um, because, you know, if you're in the midfield and you're all over the place, well, you're, you're leaving the midfield open. And, um, you know, if you don't have a solid six, which we don't, um, I think that's that's an issue. So that's something that they've, they've got to definitely address. Um, just lethargic to start. Just no energy. Um, you wouldn't expect that at home. Um, first half ends, and you actually hear Old Trafford boo uh, the home team yeah. off the pitch. Yep. So, you know, for me, you know, I, I would think to myself, if I'm a player, you know, that's going to kick me up the backside and say, okay, they booed us off the pitch. They didn't like what we did. We weren't entertaining. We didn't string anything together. We didn't create very many chances. Um, you know, maybe we should change some things. So um, was expecting something different. And, you know, for me – it was very exciting to see. If, if you look at, you know, how we created, it was off the press. And that's really what we've been sold on with this manager is this Gangnam press, this attacking style, this, you know, being yeah. aggressive. That's really how, one, the goal came 
with Scott's yeah. uh, recovery, and then two with Alanga pressing again gets the red card. So it's it's almost like guys, look at what happens when you listen Great. to what the instructions are, right? Yeah. So for me, it was it was one of those things where hopefully, you know, he can use that film and go, look, this is all I want you guys to do. You don't, you know, you can put the game to bed with two or three goals in the first half. You know, Ronaldo missed two sitters. I mean, one, yep. one, I knew it was a goal, right? I knew it was a goal. But when you're not informed, that's kind of what happens. Second one, Ronaldo scores it. Maybe not your average guy scores it, but the second header, I thought that's going in. He missed it as well. Yep. So, you know, we we're creating chances. I want to say that there, there was a stat out there. I think in the last three games, we've 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 created all, almost over fifty chances. So it's not like we're not creating. I just felt like in the second half, we really stepped up and started to press them a bit more and, you know, brought the game to them because fair play to Brighton. And they've been that way all season. This is the highest they've been in the prim in quite some time. And they've Mm -hmm. challenged the likes of Chelsea. They've challenged the likes of Liverpool. So Graham Graham Potter is one of those coaches where if you're looking for an up-and-coming coach to do what he did with Swansea, to take them to where he took them, to look at what what they're doing now, nothing to take a team like Brighton, if they had strikers, man, they would have scored some goals. They don't have any forward players. They're very, very flat in the front. They can play in the midfield. Uh, Lamptey did a great job. I thought that was a great substitution. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't start. I was, I was wondering. I was like, wondering who it was. I, I, think, I think he came out with the game plan of we're just going to go at him. Yeah. We're going to go at him. And, and Lamptey, for me, was let's that, that last burst, and that's why I like the substitution of bringing uh-huh. in Alex Tellis, helping out Luke Shaw on that backside. I love that substitution because everything they were doing was going through Lamptey. So it was really, really good tactically for me. I love that battle in the back. Um, Pogba's substitution I thought was great. I thought he changed the game for the little bit. I think he only played 17 minutes. 17. I really like well, right off the bat. I mean, he plays the ball no, he in. He played 24. Straight seven, yeah. He came out on the 73rd plus seven. That's 17 plus the the seven minutes. The of, yeah, seven minutes. That's what, 24? Yeah. So right off the bat, plays the ball in, plays Bruno in. The guy damn near kills himself trying to stop the pass. I mean, it's a one touch. I mean, I really felt like with him in that midfield, playing in the midfield, um, you could just see the levels that he is where you look at Scott and you look at Fred and you're going, okay, if we could get one more guy to do that and then one guy to hold, now you're talking about something. So I like the substitutions. I understand it. Pogba's coming off an injury. You don't want to overdo it. You've got some yeah. other games, i.e., you know, Leeds, which is a rivalry game, and then you've got Atletico Madrid. That's a game where Atletico, they're they're not in form right now. So, you know, if we can ride the wave of beating Leeds and then going into Spain, you know, that would be a good a good show. So um little con- not not as concerned with Maguire this match. Didn't didn't do too many things that made me, you know, concerned. That was something I was looking forward to seeing how he was going to kind of react. And then, you know, not seeing Varane, um, for me, that was something that I was very concerned about. And hopefully he's not injured or hurt. Hopefully it was just rest. Or no, I think he said it was, he was up. ill. He, he was ill. He was sick. They tried so to take hoping. some medicine. But I, I, you know, I'd say overall, you know, those are games we don't kill off. Um, you know, again, Pogba's smart enough to put the ball on the ground, play it forward to Bruno. It's two-on-one. He puts the goalkeeper on his butt. And scores the goal. So, you know, I was excited because for me, to your point, um, Brighton didn't quit. You know, credit to Graham Potter. You know, he came at us. They hit the post. They were inches away from scoring a goal. Um, and it would have been one all. I mean, if you look at Welbeck's chance, Welbeck's a former United player who yep. scored four times, 
since he's been gone. He's he had a wide open header. He's been scored it. Completely missed. <laughs> so those are things you know when you when you look at the game, you know what we all expected, or I should speak for myself, was for us to win the Southamptons, to win the Burnleys, to beat the Brightons. We've drawn, we've drawn, and now we finally won. So you know we're going to have a thicker stretch of games here where we're going to have tougher competition. The problem, the, the good problem is, is that these teams around us, they're also dropping points. So I'm not super concerned right now. Like I said before, I expect the roller coaster ride to continue um, until there's some some uh, a, a firm coach at the helm, right? Until they figure out what they're going to do. I still think you're going to have this kind of up and down um, roller coaster ride. But all in all, I was happy. It was like I said, glad to see we actually put it to bed. Uh, I know it was late, but you know it's better late than never. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully they can ride the wave uh, until Sunday. You mentioned two things uh, regarding the first half. <clears throat> Let's talk about the um, the first one is uh, Varane getting ill, right? He was in the lineup, starting lineup, I think. And then he felt ill, <coughs> Ill. think he had something bad for dinner uh, the night before. I think that's what the Ragnick said. And then, the, obviously, the medicine that they were giving him, maybe he just had bad score, maybe bad sushi, right? But the thought that when he said, and the thing that struck me was, again, I don't know what, you know, after this whole home invasion thing with Lindelof, I don't know if he's mentally right or whatnot, or maybe he got hurt. I don't know. Who knows? Because it, it was, they really didn't say if he was in the house with his, his wife and kids. Um... The, the the thing was is since Maguire has been playing so shitty that he's still again going back to Varane and Maguire and he's like well Varane was sick so I I uh, I had to play I had to play Lindelof whereas I thought you know the Lindelof I mean I think everybody in the whole freaking world knows or in the United United Universe knows that or feels. That Varane Lindelof is a better pairing, right? What do you, is that? Am I, am I kind of seeing things or what? And obviously, with McGuire, McGuire's form dipping off so much, am, I mean, am I just making that up? I, I think Varane for sure. I think the jury's still out on who's his best pairing because I, I'd like to see Eric. I'd I'd like to see Phil Jones. I know that sounds comical, <laughs> but I'd like to see Phil Jones. Yeah, you're funny. Play with him. It ain't I April yet. Go. It ain't April first yet. <laughs> I just think that, you know, that, that's one of those, it, it's an eyesore that, that United, you know, we continue to not take care of business and we continue to make decisions on players who we think have high ceilings and they don't hit those marks. Yeah. And I think it's it's a little unfair if you're looking at Maguire and you're, and you're not taking into account that he was playing injured, he was getting hip, inj- hip shots before each game. You know, this is a guy that, you know, at, at one point in time, and people can debate me if they'd like, but at one point in time when he was at Manchester United, he was one of the best center backs in Europe, mm-hmm. right? And so he's he's fallen off form completely. But I think for me, I know my my biggest issue that, that I've been having, not just with myself, but with fans, what I hear is, is that, you know, once you dip in form, you know, it's over for you and you can't come back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do think he's lacking confidence. I mean, there was a play where he's trying to, you know, nine times out of ten shield the ball from going out. And instead of doing that, he just kicks it out for a, a, a corner kick. And he turns around, looks at his guys, and he goes, I don't know what else you want me to do. So he doesn't have the same confidence. But I would say to answer your question, I, I would definitely put Veron there. 
But, yeah. I, you know, they looked at a center back, I think, from Barcelona. I can't remember his name. He's 22 years old. But they're looking at bringing in some new um, ideas because I think what we have beside Varane is not uh, as solid as you'd like. And the other thing was, uh, and it, it makes sense. And uh, when you said that, because <coughs> I was going to bring up the fact that the, the lineup choice of obviously the Varane thing and the Pogba, Pogba but not starting. Um, and I know I've said it, you've said it in the past. I mean, not, not regarding Pogba, but regarding if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you're fit enough to start, right? Again, I'm saying the same thing about Pogba. If he's fit enough to be on the bench, um, he's fit enough to start. And but I know the commentator said he even mentioned the fact that um, the reason Pogba's on the bench right now and Fred's playing, he said that's what he thought. And I don't know if he knows for sure, but it's because since Pogba's coming off this injury, they want they don't want to you know they want to rest him a little bit. You make you make it make sense uh, because we do have leads at the weekend, so it gives them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So three days, I guess, of some sort of rest, practice, until he plays... No, I'm sorry, Sunday morning, I'm sorry. So four days of rest. But again, it it, it showed, because, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not bashing Pogba uh, too much, uh, but, you know, him, him, he's a better option in that midfield pairing with Bruno, with Scott, to get the ball movement. And, you know, there's just too many in the, in the midfield, too many missed passes, too many passes they were given away, and then we just can keep up. We couldn't keep up with Brighton. So would Pogba done better? Um, eleven v eleven. Yeah, he would have done better than than Fred for sure, hands down. So that was one of my questions that we had with the lineup change. I understand Rashford's not on form, and we've all been yearning for to see Ilanga um, play. And then Ronaldo. I know. I, I kind of said I was like, wow, when I saw him in the lineup, I'm like, wow, okay. Why is he up there? But then I'm like, who are you going to replace him with? I think Cavani's got a knock again, so he's not 100%. And Rashford ain't. I mean, would you rather have Rashford or Ronaldo up top? I'll take Ronaldo, <coughs> especially the way that Rashford's formed. I'll take him every day, you know, of the week, twice on Sunday, uh, because Rashford's just not there mentally. You know, just I don't know what's going on with him. You know, he's just not there. Uh, and, he's, and his form is kind of... Is, you know, shows goes. It shows for that. Even though he scored, it's just his movement. You know, it's not there off the wing. I don't know. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, those that those are my two 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 questions regarding the first half. I mean, not the first half, but just you know, when seeing the lineups and seeing why you know why you know why you know why what what was the reasoning behind picking this team, and it went it it showed in the first half, uh, the way we were playing very tentatively. You know, very. Couldn't do too much. Brighton won the day. I think when I when I looked at the stats, <coughs> first half, I think Brighton had what sixty percent. We had like, was it sixty five? I think we had thirty five percent possession in the first half. When I looked at the stats, and we're still one one or nil nil. I'm sorry. Um, and I checked the stats throughout the game. By the end of it, we're by the end of the game, we're fifty fifty. Uh, we had more chances on goal, more shots on goal. I'm sorry, more shots and shots on goal. Uh, Brighton was still up there, you know, on shots on shots on goal, but obviously, you can also attribute that to us being up one man, you know, kind of controlling that. Um, a question I want uh, to ask about that the one man issue, the var, um, 
it just goes back to the inconsistency of VAR. When you saw that uh, Ilanga, uh, you know, the, the pass and the Ilanga move, and obviously Dunk, uh, initially it was called a yellow card. Uh, and, and, you know, Dunk making a, you know, doing what he did, the foul. Did you initially think it was a red card? And if it was, was it a well-deserved red card? I thought it was a red straight away. I, w- I was shocked that they did that he didn't give him a straight red. Oh. Uh, you know, when when I when you if that would have been any of our players dilly dallying on the ball like that, it would have been just catastrophic news. The news would have just been insane. Um, Dunk's a decent center back. It's not great. It's not horrible. But uh, dilly dallying on the ball. You know, this is what this is what we were supposed to get from day one. This is what we got at Crystal Palace for about 30 minutes. Um, we pressed. Alonga did a great job. Clean still. And it was a takedown. He knew he was beat. Alonga's rapid. He's pacey. He's he's going to get to that second touch. He's going to get to that ball. If if he's not touched, if he's left alone, and that was the second time uh, that he'd been taken down like that. I don't know who found him the first time, but that was the second uh, card that he had drawn getting behind the defense. So it was red for me. Um, I was screaming at the TV, you know, as a fan and just as a soccer fan in general, um, you know, if it's, if the, if that goes the other way, I'm sure every Brighton fan would have said that's a red and I'm sure every pundit. And I know there's probably some, cause I listened to someone, um, sports talk today who said it wasn't, I listened to a Leeds fan today who said it was not a red card in his opinion. So it's not a slam dunk for, yeah. for people. For me, it was. And so I understand where people are coming from, where they say, well, it was a little bit harsh. But, you know, I think if the shoe's on the other foot and the, and it goes the other way and it's McGuire back there and there's no way that, um, what's his name, uh, Mopai or Mopay, there's no way that he wouldn't have gotten to that ball, which he's not as rapid, but I think he would have got there and McGuire would have took him down. They would have called it a red card as well. So I was happy that it went to red to, to, to VAR because I knew – at that point, they're looking at it and they're saying, hey, what's going on? Um, and, and they eventually wind up giving the card. So it's, for me, a positive sign. And again, I know Ragnick, what he does at halftime what from coming out of his mouth, he talks for about four minutes, he, he watches video, and then they get back to it. So for me, this is something he can take in the film room and go, look at what happens when you do what I freaking say. When I tell you to press, you press. I tell you to run, you run, and both times you did that, uh-huh. something positive happened. So it completely <clears throat> changed the game. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a red. I thought it was a straight red, actually. I'm going to give you my opinion about the red, but when you talk about the press, and that's something I want to uh, I saw in the first half. You saw Bruno, like, looking back. I don't know if you caught it. Looking back at some of the players and, like, this, you know, hey, we need to get the hell up here. You know what I mean? If he's up there trying to press and nobody's there, like nobody's trying to do the same thing, you saw that in the first half. And I guess <coughs> Ragnar had had a talk. <coughs> excuse me, in the second half, and you know what, or the halftime, and they did it. In my opinion, no. I, I when I saw it, I'm like, well, it's a foul, I guess. But this is, I guess, this is the the this is the messed up thing about VAR, right? Or the inconsistency of calls that been, has been this whole season, or since the event, since VAR has been, you know, here. Because obviously there was what the handball at uh, who Villa, right? 
Was it Villa? On, on Luke Shaw? No, the, the score, the, the handball that that guy had against us. And he brought it down, and he passed it, and... God, who was it? It was one another game we tied 1-1. It was in Villa. I'm sorry. Anyways, the inconsistent Bavar. If you want to start looking it up, then I'll let me let me continue talking. So when I saw it, I'm like, well, it's. I thought it was more accidental than anything. It was. I don't see any intent. I think more. You know, yes, Ilanga beat him. He was in front of him. It. You know, I'm not saying he was. Uh, yeah, it looked like more of a. Their feet got tangled up. In my opinion, um, I thought a red card was harsh. I, I yes, I, I would have called the foul, but the red, straight red. I don't think there was a clear and clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity, and I think that's why that's what the definition given a red card, especially outside the box, is right. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be. It, you, you don't have to be in or out. It's if it's you know that there's one. Uh, offensive player who has an opportunity to get to the ball and he's fouled. Yeah, that's a straight red. And I, there was a defender on his <coughs> what right hand side. He was probably about five yards, five to maybe ten yards to his right. He was not going to catch him. Now I I don't I'm not sitting on here saying that anybody who saw it's going to go slam dunk. I'm looking at it and I'm looking at yeah. the kid going straight forward. He's he has the ball one because he took it off his feet. The goalie's stuck, so he's not coming out. So the only option now for Brighton is for the the right defender, the defender on his right hand side, to come across and make something happen. So you're now left as a, as a referee to go. Do I think that defender would have got to Alanga? And that's where you have to make a decision. And he did. I'm never going to argue with yeah. someone who says VAR isn't stupid. <laughs> VAR is the worst invention that soccer could have ever came up with. And it's not because it's not helping certain instances. It's because there's no consistency about it. That's the only issue I have with it. But yeah. for me, I, I didn't watch it with my United glasses on. That's a call that you know I've been watching soccer forever. I do not think anyone was going to catch Anthony. I think Anthony was clear. I think he was... He would have been in on that second touch. He would have taken a shot. I don't know. I don't... Been first to that ball. I do not think that other defender was going to catch him. That's a clear and obvious chance to score a goal, and for me, that's a red card. And that's the thing. It's again because we've seen instances in the pen, in the box, and, and I'm talking about United when they have not called that, and it's been a foul because. You know, it, it, you know, defender has you know gotten there, and they say, "Well, it's accidental." It's just one of those things where I'm. Just, I mean, I'm a sadist now when it comes to fouls and penalties, and who, what's going to be the right call, or you know, not sadist. Sadist is a pretty bad term. Cynical. <laughs> that's cynical. I'm very cynical when it comes to that. So maybe I'm just have my 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 brains cloudy about it to where who knows what it's going to be called. But I thought, is it a ticky tack foul? When I first saw it, yes, I said, "Oh, that's a tiki tack foul," and then to give him the red card, I'm like, "Ooh, that's kind of you know, it's kind of you know, a little harsh, but okay." Um, again, am I gonna cry about it? They're ten men down. No, I'm not. We won the game, you know, capiche, whatever. Anyways, you um, see, let's go to uh, player ratings. Yeah, player ratings. <clears throat> let's go to what do you think about De Gea? Uh, De Gea's performance. 
I mean, I thought De Gea played good again. I thought he had a he he uh, stopped a goal. I think that ball was going into the net, and he comes diving out of nowhere, uh, and and saves it. They they didn't really do a whole lot. That's the whole thing. They 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 passed. The, this is the thing Brighton likes to do. They like to pass the ball. So we knew that coming in. We saw them do that before. They like to pass the ball and move it around. Problem is they don't have any end product. So. That one chance, that one clear chance for me was a it was a goal. Now they came flat on nowhere and he saved it. So um, I thought he played really well. I, he's continuing to do so. Um, but I just think with De Gea, man, there's got to be some kind of a discussion here. For me, I understand he's saving us and we're we're we wouldn't be anywhere without him. This and that. His distribution is horrible. His his distribution is probably. The worst I've seen from a goalkeeper, I just don't even get it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he's got time uh, most of the time when he does it, and he just kicks it. And he kicks it to the other team 10 times out of 10 lately. Yeah, and then... So I love the save. I love the, the fire, the passion. But Brighton really didn't do a whole lot for, for me. Did they possess the ball? Yes. That's, and that's why that's a lot of times... Shots. They could have... There are saves that he made that they're... I, th- there was one. They had one clear chance. That was it. They had three total shots on target. They had one clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity. They hit the post once. That was it. So, for me, De Gea didn't really have to do a whole lot during the game. I need to watch that but match when again. He does, when he, well, look, they had, they had three shots on target. One hit the post, he saved one. The other one was a rinky-dink ball to, to De Gea, he picked it up. That's all they had all game. That's a fact. So... When you look at when you look at what he had to do, it wasn't really a whole lot to do. They just possessed the ball because the midfield's wide open because our midfield is all over the place. Yeah. Not sliding him, but he's got to work on his distribution. It's 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 horrible for me. Um, I would give him a solid six, uh, six point five. If I'm being nice, because that that goes that was the goal. That goes in the net. There's no doubt about it. He came out of nowhere and saved it. The one that hit the post, he had no chance. <laughs> it was it was past him. The post saved us on that one. That had nothing to do with the game. Mm. But the save was, it was great. It was a great save. But uh, three shots on target, uh, it's, you're not doing a whole lot. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to stick by my guns, DC. And I, again, maybe I, I need to go watch the match again. But uh, I, no, I felt, you know, he, you know, I, I felt that he, you know, you know, he, he was, <laughs> he, uh, he was saved us on a lot. I thought he saved us on a lot. And again, I need to go and watch it again. Um, but you bring up a good point. I give him an eight. But you bring him up a good point because about his distribution. I wondered. I was like, why the f- why the hell do we have our center backs posted up right next to him when he's doing a goal kick rather than more in an advanced position? I didn't. When you talk about spraying the ball. Usually when it, when people have goal kicks, when we're kicking out and like on a goal kick or they actually kick it, <clears throat> there's really just kicking out the in the at the outfield, hoping, in my opinion, because I mean no no goalkeeper can you know in, in this league can put it on uh, what is it nine pence and, and to one of their players. Usually when they kick it out on a goal kick, it's usually a fifty fifty ball, right? I mean Allison does it really well. You know, I think he's he's a goalkeeper who can play in the outfield. And I'm not asking De Gea to be Allison, but to your point exactly, 
play a 50-50 ball. Yeah. If you if you're not going to ping it to a guy 60 yards, <laughs> which I agree with you, not most can. Yeah. Then play it to where we can at least have a duel. He just plays it to the other team. You might as well just give him the damn ball. It's just it, it, it's annoying, and I and I know people are going to go, well, man, he's been playing so great. He made a great save in that. That was a great save he made in that game. But he has got to start distributing the ball to give it to the center back or play a 50-50 ball. I mean, there was one. He just line-drived it. I mean, it was damn near on the floor. It was right to a Brighton player, they were yeah. there and they were in. So I just son of a I, bitch, you know, see, yeah. god dang. You know, you know, now, now I'm I'm seeing this in my head. Now I'm kind of wanting to, to go from an eight to a seven. And now my, I question I, I question in my man of the match. Uh, oh, we'll talk about man of the match here in a bit. But okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna drop it down to a seven. And you're right, you're correct. On this, you're correct. The saves. I know you have the stats. You have ESPN stats right now, but. I just thought there were more saves. I got, the, I got the internet working, baby. They had three <laughs> shots. Off. And fair play to them. Mm-hmm. You're right. 60% to 35 at United is insane. They love to pass the ball around. Yeah. They just have no strikers. Imagine if they had a striker. Imagine if Danny Welbeck was in form. He didn't even start. So, no, I give him a six and a half. And Pye played, um, nice. played a good game, too. Uh, but we're not a Brighton channel, so we're not going to talk about them too much. <clears throat> All right. Seven, okay. Let's go with our center backs. Let's go with Delot and I'm sorry, our our our, our right and left back, Delot and Shaw. I don't know what's going on with Shaw, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, he, he got for it a little bit. Um, not not like I I want to see it. Um, he's playing with Sancho, so for me that's that should encourage you to get forward. I know that's what Ragnick's wanting his left and right backs to do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm personally, am not seeing it from him, uh, lately. Um, you know, I know he's trying, I know people want to dog him and say, he's just not trying. He's not, he's trying, he's trying to get forward. He played a full 90 minutes. Um, he had, a, he, he had a shot, wasn't on target, but he had a shot. Um, you know, his pass accuracy was decent, but is if, if we're talking about eye tests, if we're talking about what we want to get done, uh-huh. um, we're talking about tackles, we're talking about him, you know, getting in and making something happen. He had one tackle. One no. tackle. I think the whole team. So, I think the whole team up in up until I even put it down, a commentator, you know, said, you know, that, uh, that our whole team, there's no tackles, or at least one yeah. or two tackles. The whole. I mean, yeah, till so, till Fred came on, came off in the seventy third minute. They said that you know that our team didn't <laughs> didn't tackle. Yeah. So I just you know I I want I want to see more. I'm not dogging him. I'm not saying he didn't play good. He played a good game. So, you know, good, solid, clean sheet, solid, solid six again. Nothing, nothing great, nothing oh, yeah. stupid, anything stupid, didn't do anything wrong. What the hell? But just get in on a tackle. Get in on a tackle. Yeah. Not one in 90 minutes. That's not good enough. Just if be- I got to bring in Alex Tellis to help you out yeah. at the end of the game, that's telling that's telling. Now, I like I like the tactic, but if you're you know 26 years old, 27 years old, want to be the number one for England, you probably should be handling it by yourself. You probably should be making a little bit more happen. So, no, solid, solid, uh, solid six. I know there's several times that, uh, that that on their attack that I felt could have been goal scoring opportunities on them. You know, he was at the center of it. Uh, that's why I'll go with a six, just because we won. Okay. 
not because he played above average. I'm just again most of my most of my scores are going to be above six. I'll be like a six because I think that's the baseline. Just because we won two nil, uh, which technically should have been one nil, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later or another day, not later. That's just too much. Um, but yeah, it's just the fact that you're right. I mean, him getting in, in advanced positions, uh, some of his passes and his crosses weren't, you know, weren't weren't getting off too well. <clears throat> and the fact that he was a, a defensive liability when they were getting forward. I just, yeah, I didn't see the Luke Shaw that I've seen in the past, you know, couple of matches where, I, I mean, I've said I think he's one of the, you know, he was one of the better players on the pitch. So, yeah, solid six for him. Deloitte, you know what, you see, I, I would give him a six, too, because um, I didn't really notice him too much. You know, I know defensively, you know, he was like, like Shaw, you know, he, um, you know, there is still attacking on his side as well. Uh, but offensively, did I don't know? Did you did they call his name offensively? Did you hear it? I thought he was this 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 is what I would wish Aaron would do. You know, the lot touched the ball ninety two times, which yeah. is insane for his position. He it seems like to me he just wants to be involved. He wants to get touches yeah. on the ball. He you know sixteen recoveries, five tackles. Yeah. A complete contrast from from Shaw, who for me is a better defender. He just is. Yeah. Delot just, I think he's coming into his own. I still, again, I'm gonna keep saying it. I definitely think we need to go get a right back. I, I'm I'm not sold completely on Delot, but it just seems like he's trying more. He's he's working a little bit harder. It's not coming off. It's not coming. He needs to cross the ball ten times yeah. better. He likes to get in and, and play tick attack with the guys, and I, that's I love that. I, I love that. That's that's my favorite type of Roberto Carlos or Andy Cole in his prime. Those guys could get involved with the play and play football. They know how to play two touch, one touch football. I love that. So I liked his game a little bit better. I still think the end product needs to be a little bit better. Yeah. But I would give him a, I would give him a seven just just to do a simple fact seven seven and a half even because of the simple fact that he got involved more. The aerial duels were, were there. The ground duels were there. Yeah. The touches were there. That that means when you when you see a player like Scott McTominay, which yeah. we'll talk about in a minute, hiding and not wanting to get a touch, yeah. that's concerning. Yep. But when you're looking at you're looking at Delot, he wants the ball. He wants you to pass him the ball so that no, you can no, get involved. Yeah. So seven, seven and a half uh, I, uh, for sure. And I think I'm rating him more defensively than offensively. Yeah, no, yeah. I, fair play because, yeah. like I said, that's why Aaron Wambasaka got the role because yeah. he plays defense. But you know, he just couldn't play offense. Okay, and we talk about him getting forward and getting a right back. I do. I I'd agree with that. Would it? I mean, would it be out of the question that we played Delon in a winger position? As a right wing back, yeah. If you play a back three, if you get another center back, or what about just a wing, a wing position itself? Like, if, like in a I, four four two. I, I, I personally wouldn't. I personally wouldn't because I want. If you're going to play on the wing, I want my winger to to have the opportunity to score goals and create assists. I don't think he would do that consistently. Yeah. I do think as a right back, he can get forward. He can get back. Is he going to shut you down one on one? No. Is Kylian Mbappe probably going to have a field day? Absolutely. He's yeah. probably going to destroy him. But when we pass the ball out on the right-hand side, I no longer feel like the ball's dead. Yeah. 
when Aaron was out there and we got on the right, I, I would say to my mind every time, well, the ball's dead. He's either going <laughs> to give it away or he's going to dribble and look stupid dribbling up the field. He's going to pass it to someone else. He got a little better. Don't give him too much. Don't give him too much stink. He got a little better. I, he's not my. He's not my favorite at at this moment in time. Because yeah. I, I agree. You, you used to I tell miss me all him. The time. I mean, I miss his defense, but I mean, I was I had so much promise for that guy. I mean, I, you know, I really want that guy to succeed. Anyways, but you, yeah, you, nostalgia. You said you used to say, "EC, you have to if you're if a player challenges you, you got to nut up and you got to beat him." And a lot said, "Hey, I want your lunch." Yeah. Take it or leave it. What yeah. are you going to do? And he hasn't taken it. Clearly, in practice, he hasn't taken it. So, uh, I, I just, you know, I feel bad for him. But look, and he's he's making good money yeah. to sit on that bench and practice. So, you know, good luck. All right, the, the center back pairing. You see, uh, Maguire and Lindelof. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not, it's not a stat. It's a clean sheet. It's not. It's not a stat. Yeah. It's theirs. It's yeah. the defense owns that. I guess you you can say that. So that's yeah. a part of the narrative. You play the full game. Didn't make any huge mistakes. My main thing for me, you know, when you're looking at a defensive player, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of what is the offense doing? Like what what am I shutting down that's making me look good? Again, I didn't really feel like they did a whole lot. McGuire got forward, which was great. But I just, I just felt like it was an average game. I, I'm not going to hate on the guy. I'm glad he played better than he played in the last game. And dear Lord, that was a nightmare. But um, I would, I would give him a solid six, solid six, five, six, five, five and a half, five and a half. Lindelof, I think, I think played decent again. Nothing too crazy. Not too much to do. He got a couple more touches uh, than McGuire got, but not like not a whole lot more. So. You know, he was involved. Uh, you know, I, I thought he played. I thought he played well. If I'm, if I'm just going eye test again, not really too much to do. Um, you know, he did have to work hard. He did play the full ninety. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect to see him, so that was kind of shocking. Um, I'm not completely sold on him yet. Um, he's been here for quite some time, so that's you know that's telling. That's kind of where I was at with with the with the, with that pairing, but no, I mean. You know, he's he played decent, fine. I mean, average <laughs> five and a half, six. Nothing, nothing to write home about. No, no, no. Let me see. I, I don't know, man. Your your scoring of Harry Maguire is harsh, man. You know, you deep down inside, you know Harry Maguire wants to be a goal scorer. He was getting, he was up the pitch. You know, his Cinderella story. He was getting forward. You know, he was trying to make a play. But dude, you suck. You know, it, it, it sucks. I'm sorry. I'm off the Harry Maguire bandwagon. You give him a five. I said I'm not going below a six on this team because, um, you know, because we won. But Maguire, you have not earned my respect. So I'm giving you a solid five. Uh, Lindelof, I thought he played a decent match. Uh, you go with six because you're bang average. It was a bang average performance. Didn't really do too much. Like you said, clean sheets, clean sheet, but... Um, there was you know several times I think <laughs> that Brighton could have sco- could have put could have scored so um, Maguire and then you know whatever. Uh, let's go with the, the the trio in the midfield real quick easy because we do need to move on to our next topics and let's try to finish the the starting lineup on out. Uh, McTominay, Fred, and Bruno. What do we give them? 
uh, as collectively. No, 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 no. Individually, oh. individually. I want you to get. Oh, okay, okay. Because I thought Fred was about a four. Okay. Uh, I I thought he gave it away too simple. Oh yeah. Did hustle. I love that. I love the fact that he's down to get into a challenge, but uh, solid four. If I'm being nice, I I would have actually ripped him off at the forty fifth minute if it was me. Um, Scott, kind of same thing. I, you know, this is the thing about these two cats. It's not good enough. No, it's good enough to have those two cats on your reserve squad or on your bench. You won't win a league, in my opinion, no. with those two playing in those positions. Now, <laughs> I think Scott, which who I don't think he had a very good game, but I think Scott McTominay is not a six. He has to play very deep. I don't think he likes that. And I actually think he's very good going forward. I actually think his quote-unquote, I know people call it box-to-box, is uh, is the term. But I think he's more of a forward-playing center midfield player. That's just my opinion. Um, he likes to get into a tackle. I actually love his physicality. I love his just toughness. The, the one thing about, the one good thing he did in that game was it he did. went at players physically. He talked crap gets in people's faces he gets cards i i like that you know drip tries to dribble the ball he's not the best dribbler but he tries so i'd give him another four five if i'm being Ooh, nice right. bruno a bit different bruno i think i'd score him a little bit higher he was involved uh in in the in the goal obviously that he scored obviously he's passing the ball well the, the problem with mr bruno is I don't know what the hell he plays. I don't understand. I mean, I, maybe you maybe you can call it for me. I don't know. You know, 79 touches, which is great. Um, successful dribbles were great. Accurate passes were horrible again. He yeah. just sprays it wherever the hell he wants. He plays it wherever he wants. It, when it's not on and we're just, we just want to hold it. We just want to hold it. He sprays it. They There was a telling stat that, not stat, sorry, that uh, quote that Ragnick said after the last game. So not this game, last game. He said, they asked him, what's the issue with the midfield? Uh, with, with with players, specifically Pogba and Bruno. Why is it that second half we can't just control the game? Because he always talks about control. He said, Bruno and Pogba try too hard to play hero ball and put the team on their back when all they got to do is pass it. Simple passes yep. is all they got to do. He said they try too much, too often, to want to be the hero of the team. So I think the way Bruno's his thought process is great because he wants to try his best to do the best for the club, but it's not always helping because it, it it's it's sometimes it's just not on. So you know I think this is another game for me where I would rate him as a seven, but I just want him to calm the freak down, find a position and play that position. He's almost like a false nine sometimes. Then he's a six sometimes. Then he's a winger sometimes. I, I just we got to figure out what he is because I, I I don't have clue. I give I give him a seven. I'll go with the seven with Pogba. I mean, sorry, Bruno. Yes, and then the fact that you know he's the inconsistency in passing is starting to weigh on me. You see, um, I love his energy. You know, he was moving around. He should be. He should be in the number 10 position, you know, in my opinion. He should play the false nine, in my yeah. opinion. I would play him a 4-3-3. I'd play him in a false nine. He likes to press. He likes to score. He likes to get assists. Yeah. I, he can score 15 goals a season. 
Easy. Well, we need more than that. But I, I you know, nothing wrong with ten. I, I play him there. He's played great, great stats at the ten. The so the McTominay, the McTominay, Fred McFred. I give him. Golly, you see now, I said I was gonna go no less than a six. I'm gonna go five then, because I think they were the worst part of the the, the, the team. So yeah, I mean you you pretty much hit everything on the head with them. Let's go with Ronaldo, Sancho, and Ilanga. What do we got? Alonga, I thought, played decent. Like I said, yeah. I like the way that he got back. I like the way that he got forward, I should say, and actually um, tried to go up players. Um, he, so you know he's got confidence. Um, would have liked to see him a little bit better decision-making at, at, at the final uh, at the final play. Um, but I thought he played well. Um, you know, he didn't play the whole game. Yeah. I know that probably pissed him off a little bit. But uh, his pass accuracy is good. He, he holds on to the ball really well. Just, again... Want to see a better final product. Um, want to see him help out a little bit more on defense. Um, did get involved in a couple of tackles, but just just get involved a little bit more. So not his best game. I'd probably give him a six. Okay. Um, Ronaldo again. I am. I was shocked, and I'm a little. Bit, I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed with Cavani because he's not getting any stick for. I don't want to play. I'm good on playing. I'll play next week. Like, this guy's on almost 300 grand a week. I mean, I understand he played in, 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 in for his national team, but, you know, I miss my family. I, I think you're away from your family more than Edison Cavani. <laughs> you take care of your job, and you still see your kids. I I don't know, man. It's starting to wear a thick on me because, for me, that was a game Ronaldo should have been dropped. He shouldn't have started this game. However, he is Ronaldo. He does make a goal that I don't think there's a striker on our team that can make that goal. No. I don't even think he put his head up. I literally think he dribbled past two people. He, he knew where the goal was. He hit it so hard, the goalkeeper didn't even move. So, you know, I'd like to see more from him defensively. I understand that's not his, his bag yeah. of tricks. Yeah. But that goal, that, that goal was that's just... muscle memory. It's just ridiculous. That's so muscle memory. I I give him I give him a solid seven seven and a half even because he could have had another he could have had a, a yeah. three goals really Header, he missed two six yeah uh, so he should have had a hat trick for me um you know but again I'm glad he scored I love the celebration I'd give him a seven and a half seven and a half um, okay Sancho I I think Sancho played well not as well as he has in the, the past two games I think everybody was kind of crap in the first half. But he did attack players. I like I like the point that you made earlier. He did nutmeg a guy and uh, got us going forward and, and created a chance. Just would have liked to see a little bit more clinical finishing. When Ronaldo set him up, that should have been a goal. That should have set the tone. Yeah. Uh, he missed that. It was a good save. Fair play to the, to the keeper. But um, I'd probably give him six and a half. <clears throat> All right. Real quick. Uh, Ilanga, he, he's young. So I mean the finishing the the, the mindset I'm not going to get too um too bogged down about that. Yes, you know the the pen that that you, you the the red card play, you know the, the 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 wherewithal to you know do that, the pace that he's having. Yes, you know we have questioned, you know we question, you know his final decisions, but the dude's young. I mean his talent. Um I'm going to give him a 7. Uh Sancho I love. I I really enjoyed him wa- watching him play. I'm gonna give him an eight. I think he's improving. 
Uh, he's he is getting to the hope. I'm not, I'm not going to wood right. Uh, hoping he's getting to the player that we saw at Dortmund, and getting to that up upper echelon of player, and he's he's a start descending because he's his confidence is there. He's going at people. As uh, just you know, again his decision making. He's still young. He's getting used to the Premier League. I'm going to give him you know like I said an eight. Uh, Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> he scored the goal and it was a magnificent goal. And maybe I'm just harsh on Ronaldo more so than anything. Um, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna give him a six and a half <laughs> because the fact that he should be putting those away. You know what I mean? I think he's mentally, and again, I'm I'm holding into a higher standard, and because he is what five time Ballon d'Or. And he shows that age is, no, is just a number, especially. He's like a Tom Brady in the Premier League right now. He can compete with these guys. He can, you know, out, I mean, he can on muscle, he can, you know, physical, you know, he's smarter. It's just the fact that, you know, he's not putting stuff away. He just needs to get out of this, you know, whatever funk he's in. He should be putting those chances away. That's why I'm giving him a lower score because I, like earlier I said, when he's dropping deep, you know, playing defense, which he sometimes, you know, we don't, he's not very used to. He's dropping deep, trying to get the ball, trying to create something. That's what Ronaldo is. That's the, 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 the that's the legend of Ronaldo. Uh, so, you know, giving, you know, him not putting those chances away, I'm just being a little more harsh on him. That's why I'm giving him a six and a half. Obviously, I think he deserves a seven. But I'm going to give him a six and a half because he should be putting those chances away, and which he hasn't, you know, these in the stretch of games in January. Hopefully, January is behind him. Hopefully, he starts sniffing the goals, especially against Leeds and Atletico. Let's see what happens. Uh, the Edison thing. <laughs> well, we can talk about that off air, but I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that he he sat out. I thought he I thought he was injured, uh, but his if he's doing it because he's missing his family. Um, obviously, that it, yeah. Obviously, that means we should have got rid of him in January. We, I mean, Ole should have convinced him, or Ragnar should have convinced him to stay when he. I mean, I, what I he wanted to. I mean, did he want to go to Barcelona? And we convinced him to stay, or we wouldn't want to. We didn't want to sell him, and he's just pissed off. Maybe that's the case. Who knows? Uh, the bench. I don't think any anybody on the bench played enough to make a real big impact. Uh, so I'll give them a solid six. Uh, real quick, you see a, a ben, the bench is a collective. What do you think? I thought Pogba changed the game, so we saw that differently. Yeah, I, he did. I thought he against ten men. He really, I mean, yeah, against ten men, okay, but he really didn't do anything uh, against ten I men. Did, I didn't think. I didn't think anyone when we had ten men before he came on was doing anything. I thought it was the same, the same, the same yeah. stuff. That's what I'm saying. I I don't think that. And, and and I'm not alone in this. I'm not. This isn't. No, some I mean crazy the pop, the Papa Slurpers will don't several, see that. Several people, several people have said, and I'm and you know I when I saw it right away I thought he was a jack. The first touch he had, it was going at the at the defense, and we and it was almost a goal chance. Mm, the okay. the accuracy of the passes, and they weren't just five yard passes. He was spraying it all over the park, and he was only on the pitch for 17 minutes. Yeah. So I, I think for His me, passes he's didn't do the anything. best. For they weren't, they weren't the goal-scoring passes. For me, he's the best in form right now. I think that if he continues to play like this, 
this is something that's gonna I think help us get top four. So for me, he completely changed the the, the complexity of that game. Um, I didn't see that from any of any other players, and this is yeah. why we had ten men uh, against eleven until he came onto the pitch. Um, it wasn't just the fancy stuff, which he does as well. The pirouette between two people was just ridiculous at six foot three. It makes no sense, but he does those things. Those are things we know he can do. The problem is, can he do it consistently? That's the main thing for Pogba when you're looking at him as a player. It's not just, can you make that pass? Can you, you know, put the ball down and be heady and get things going? Can you do that night in and night out? The answer has been consistently no. So that's, I think, the biggest issue that, that I think uh, United fans have with him. Yeah, I think in that game, in that particular game we're speaking about, I think he completely changed it. So mm. I would give him a 7.5, nearly an 8 if he would have scored. He didn't do that, but he did create an assist. He's up to 9 assists. There's an 8 assists this season. 8. Um, again, 10 men. Um, I mean, what do you what do you expect? He should, he should be doing that as a so-called work-class player. He really didn't. He, other than the 97th minute, okay. You know what I mean? We scored in the 97th minute. Uh, if he was Waldy, uh, if his passes were actually accurate enough to they scored, then then we, this is a different story. But uh, uh, the substitutes get a six, uh, in my opinion. Let's get on to the, some more important news, you see, because I think this has an, a major issue on on what's going on with the team. Um, <clears throat> let's start off with the Ted Lasso com- comparison to Chris Armas. In the locker room, I think this locker room has, and this locker room issue, and it's going to be the topic because the reports are, all right, the Ted Lasso comparison to Chris Armas, which is an assistant coach, right? Uh, there's also reports coming out of United to where Harry Maguire and Rashford and company, who knows what and company is, what other players are upset with CR7 wanting to be the leader in the locker room and CR7's click, which I'm assuming is probably the Portuguese players, um, more than probably the international players. So you could probably say, do you, would you would you compare it the English players versus the international players in the locker room that are, that are divided? Who knows? And the comments, I mean, goes into what Paul Ince uh, made some comments regarding um, what I've been saying with Mourinho, Solskjaer, and obviously with Ragnick, with the way they've been playing, that finally people are realizing that it's not the coach's, not the coach's issue. Now these, it's these players. And who are these players, in my opinion? Who are these, these, these bad apples in this locker room when it comes to that topic? But first, first, DC, give me what do you think the Ted Lasso comparison? Because I know, I know Gary Neville was just going heated about that. Um, and the disrespect to the American coach, because I think that's what um, I think I was watching Alexi Lawless, like this, this, this stigma that Americans, Bob Bradley, Jesse Marsh, uh, now Chris Aramis, you know, can't coach overseas or can't coach Europeans. Well, I mean, here's the thing, you know, if you say if you make a statement and say, uh Black people can't swim, and I'm not trying to get racial. I'm just saying, if you say something like that, right, uh-huh. that's out there because we don't win a lot of swimming events. The only way, no, the, no, 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 no. I think of the, no, no, no. in the past Olympics, no, no. No, the, saying, the best sprinter was saying, in the pool was saying, it was African American. 
I'm just saying the way to break that yeah. is to get in the pool and make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. So when when, when you're when you're Chris Armis, you're getting an opportunity to come to the best club in the world, in my opinion. I'm not just saying that as a fan. That's a fact. Yeah. I honestly look at his CV, and I'm not super yeah. like, wow, this guy's amazing. So I understand when players say American hasn't won anything comes to the best uh, uh, club in the world, best league, that's Ted Lasso. Now, no, I'm not, and, and I'm not pretty much the best, com- the best com- the comedic show in the world right now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay for them to be, to be talking. This, this is what I am saying. Ragnick has addressed those exact comments. Yeah. And what he said to the Ted Lasso comment was, we had a great week weekend practice. Couple, I think it was three practices yeah. when it, from when it was said supposedly to when he was asked. He said everyone's enjoying the practices. Everyone seems to be getting on. And for me, the best thing that Ragnick has done is that he has not been robotic like Ole. So I actually believe the stuff that's coming out of his mouth. I actually believe it. And so, for me, I'm not looking into what somebody might have said here, who wants to be the man there. The thing with United is this, and I told you this before. United have a bunch of good players. They don't have a good team. And that's it's been that way <laughs> since Sir Alex Ferguson left. And this is my this is why. It's not blaming. When I say why, I don't mean it's solely the coach's fault. I think people get that twisted too much. But there isn't one solid sound or one solid voice. What happens is, since Sir Alex has left, you've brought in so many different sounds and that voice keeps changing. What are you supposed to be holding on to? If you're a player and you know that there's a new coach that's going to be coming in the next six months, or if you're a player and you're coming in and the coach is only going to be there for for six months in, in one instance, or they're there for one year and they swap it out, or Jose had two years and they swap it out, you keep swapping and changing. <clears throat> but I think I think people need to stop saying, I've said all the time it's the coach. I've said all the time it's the players. I, like, people need to stop doing that and they need to start going. <laughs> the consistency since Sir Alex Ferguson left, and even before, maybe a year or two before he left, that's the problem. You can't bring in a coach who Sir Alex Ferguson wanted and then six months later say, you're out. Then you bring in a coach, he's doing his own thing, wins a trophy, he's out. Then you bring in another coach. As a player, I've been I've been a player, not at a high level, but I've been a player and I've had to switch coaches. It's not easy to do. And everyone wants to say, well, they're professionals. They need to just figure it out. We give the we give the same passes for people that play in different leagues. Yeah. And I always put it back to the NFL. When these guys get in the right system, it works. So I'm not blaming the players. I'm definitely not blaming the coaches. I'm blaming the people at the top. And I will continue to do this consistently. I've consistently said this for quite some time. Yeah. If you do not have a solid structure, which we had, Sir Alex, Fers- Sir Alex Ferguson was a foundation. He was the be-all, the end-all. Yep. If he said it, it went. If he wanted a player, we went and got him. If he spoke in that locker room, you didn't say anything. When he came to your house, you were going to play for United. It hasn't been that way. And that's what people need to start looking at. We And I'm guilty of this. I pick my favorite players. I like this coach. And we're all playing for the same squad. Yeah. So I I think 
what I'm going to start doing, I'm not telling anybody how they got to live their United life. I'm trying to root for the coach, his lineup, and the players. Those guys, they're out there on the pitch. And, you know, it's probably one of the most disrespectful things that we could say as fans that they don't care, they're not trying. They care. They might have a bad game. They've been that way, inconsistent for quite some time. So I don't think that there's an issue as big as people make it out to be. I just think that we have, like I told you before, we have a decent coach, yeah. which, which is a step up from the coach that we had. I don't think Ole was a good coach at all. Fair play to him for getting second place and third place. That's hard to do. That's not an easy thing to do in that league. He did that. That's something that's on his CV for the rest of his life. I just think that for me, Ragnick's a step up, not a slam dunk. What's he won? He's won nothing. Yep. And in the 12 games that he's been here, he hasn't done anything too spectacular, in my humble opinion. But it's neither one of those guys. It's, again, now you. what do you do? Instead of being a big boy club, we go, let's do interim. So those guys in that locker room know he may not be here in six months' time. Or he might. I don't know. If you're a top player, and this is just my opinion, I think you're going to want to, one, play with great players, and two, play for a great coach. And I think United, again, have dropped the ball. And instead of saying, Ragnick, let's give you three years, they said, well, let's give you a couple months. And if you make it, we'll get, make you a manager. If you don't, we'll let you go sit up top in the board and make decisions. I just, I, I'm not into the whole, you know, I, I love the athletic and I love, you know, the, those articles. They're, they're good. I read them. So I'm not sitting there saying people reading these articles. They don't know what they're talking about. They're good articles. But I want to see what you're doing out there on the pitch. If you're saying something publicly, then, I, then I'll analyze it. A player. If a player is saying something publicly, I'll analyze it. But rumors and clicks, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. I, I yeah. want new structure at the top. They have an opportunity this summer to prove something to me, and I want the Glazers out. Hmm. Interesting. Let me address the Ted Lasso comments because um, when I when I saw that, even I, you know, I'm, I'm an American, so when I saw that he was added to the. <clears throat> Coaching staff, I'm like, what has he done? But you bring up a good point. What has Ole done? What did Ole do as a coach? Other than being club legend, what did, what did he do? Nothing. I mean, Molda, okay. He would, you would assume playing Norway, uh, coaching Norway football, Norwegian football, <coughs> is a step down from the MLS. You would assume that. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> but yet, um, he was there, you know, the trust that Ragnar brought him in, uh, to coach was there, uh, for the players. Yes. Ted Lasso is a great show. It's funny. Um, but please, please remember Ted Lasso was a f American football coach. So yes, it's disrespectful in my opinion to, to, you know, to assume that, uh, I think also reports that, that were out there because uh, for that comment where a lot of the training tactics were old school. Well, fuck, what do these, what do they want to play patty cake during? They're, these players are fucking charming, charming tissue. I've been saying, and this getting back into the Paul Entz comments. These players have been charming tissue and they, they didn't want the hard regiment that Jose Mourinho did. So they turned on his ass. Oh, and now they bring the players coach in. Jose, or Ole, they turn on his ass. And now, oh no, they're back to some sort of structure. Well, we don't like structure. 
this is they turned on him. They're, I mean, they're gonna turn on his ass too. So this this issue we've had in the past since you're right, maybe since Sir Alex or since the the Sir Alex players have left, like the Van Persies, the Ferdinands, the 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 the, the Evras, the knew the structure, the knew what winning's like. These these pay beat ass, rich ass kids that were you know paying a shitload of money because we are Manchester United. They're the entitled. The, the, these kids are the entitled. You know the entitled kids. You know that they they think they can get away with shit without any hard work, and period. That's what it is, in my opinion. Yes, I'm getting frustrated because it is this. You know this whole we don't want to work hard kind of bullshit. Didn't want to put a fucking time of day in. And now they complain about one one manager training. Oh, you know this this and that. And then then they 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 get the fucking players coach and then they turn on his ass. You can't trust these players, period. And getting back to this Harry Maguire bullshit and, and Marcus Rashford, maybe the English players are the problem. And I, I know Ronaldo could be a diva. And I've said it before. And this is when I questioned him. I'm like, oh, shit. Him being the captain. He's a diva. But you know what Ronaldo is? He's a winner. He puts in the fucking work. When he said in that interview, I'm going to give him advice. If they don't want to fucking follow it, he didn't say fucking, but obviously, what is he going to do? They, if they can't, if they can't see this dude's a five-time Ballon d'Or and he's putting in extra work after practice, he's putting in extra work in the weight room, he's watching his fucking diet. I know better than this dude. Harry Maguire, you came from fucking Leicester City. Before then, where'd you come from? Nowhere. Marcus Rashford, you were you were the prospect. Mason Greenwood came along. You fell off. Now Mason's gone. Now it's Ilanga. I'm sorry. Pick up your shit, or get on. You know, pick up your stuff, get on board, or get the fuck out. I don't give a fuck if you're a mank. I don't give a fuck if you feed kids. That's great. <laughs> but, come on, man. You shouldn't be, these these players shouldn't be questioning a fucking great player. Period. They should get on board. And this is ridiculous, man. Having an infighting in the locker room like this? Because they want to, whose dick is bigger? Come on, man. Get these players out. Starting with Harry Maguire, period. Get them out. They're, they're cancers. There are plenty more cancers in that, in that locker room that need to leave. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. It's, this is ridiculous. This shouldn't, again, you're right. Sir Alex began and ended with him. This is what, this club needs something like that. I'm tired of this, oh, we need to coddle the youth to, so they can play with us. Oh, I mean, I'm old, I mean, I'm old school, dude. I'm sorry. This is whole like a everybody gets a fucking a, a trophy, a, a participation trophy, and just because you're a young talent, we have to outpay. We have to got, pay you more money than a, a something that's proven. That's what they do. They're showering these young kids with big contracts, and they don't know what the fuck to do. They, they haven't earned shit. Just on potential. Period. I'm just tired of it, man. Uh, Mark Rashford, you have, in my opinion, for me. You have half a season to prove that you ain't untouchable and we can move on from you, period. I think Ragnick's already showed that. I think that's why I think that's why Anthony's getting a chance. I think people are, are starting to see, and I'm hearing from a lot of the United fans, um, that, you know, this he was supposed to be better than the Phil Foden's and you yeah. know, you name any young English kid, he was supposed to be um leaps and bounds ahead of any of these guys. And so that hasn't happened as of yet. 
23, 24 years old. So <coughs> I, I just think that with Harry, the, the contract's too massive. So that's not going to happen. But I think he, I think Ragnick's kind of already showed, and I and I think Ragnick's kind of what you want as a manager. And no. I'm speaking about you specifically because I think he is calling the guys out, and he's not just going to play you just because you're Marcus Rashford. That does happen. I mean, McTominay is a United kid, and so is Rashford, and the fans like that. The fans like the fact that they got to watch him play U23s and 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 and, and, and before that. So that that is a thing. But I do think. You know, ultimately, for me, I just think when you're talking about where do you point the finger, I think the finger needs yeah. to solely be pointed at the, the Blazers. I, yeah. I, I'm just, I know no one disagrees with that. I know, so I know it's not a big, shocking, wow yeah. statement, but I'm. It's the board. That... I don't. I don't think that you're going to have one superstar here and one superstar there, yeah. and no accountability for either one of them. Nope. For three straight seasons, in yep. my opinion, I don't ever think Ole held players accountable. That's just my personal opinion, and he got all the way to second place. When Jose tried to do it, what happened? They they threw his ass under the bus. But this is but this is what I'm saying. And when Ragnar's trying to do him, they're throwing his ass under the bus too. So no, 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 no. This, this is my thing, though. Accountability it's not about, bullshit. It's not about for me. The Glazers are Jerry Jones, man. They're cutting the manager's legs out from under him. Period. It's they're the Dallas Cowboys. When I hear a manager talk about a player after a game in a negative way that has no kind of construction to it, it's just damning the player. That's not about, that's not you trying to help. That's you making sure that the fans understand that you're upset. That's not what big managers do. No. So I'm not, I don't agree with uh, publicly trying to make yourself look better than the player because he had a bad game. That's what you do behind the scenes. For me, Ragnick doesn't do that. He doesn't wait, but he understands how to say something that's criti- that criticizes the player but also bigs him up at the same time. He's a genius at it. He doesn't they 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 literally try to throw a player under the bus, the the the, the reporters do. And not only will he not respond to that, but he'll say, "We as a team that's what a big coach does. So I'm not with, I'm not, again, I'm not with this. This is what I've been doing since since he's left. Since the man, the myth, the legend has left, I'm going to hold the players accountable. And what I got to stop doing is looking at my favorites. Oh, he's my favorite. So I got to defend him. It's stupid. You're playing your United shirt, you're a United player. You have a good game, I'm going to talk about it. You have a bad game, I'm going to talk about it. <clears throat> Objective. And that that's that's where I'm at with it. Not Not the players, not the coach. The team. What is the team doing? And how are we how are we reacting to these trash ass owners we have? You're right. I mean, I've always compared I've always compared these owners to the Dallas, to Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, and that's what Jerry that's what Dallas Cowboys and Jerry, Jerry Jones as the GM uh, do. They they favor the players. They give the players too much power and cut the manager's leg or the coach head coach, uh, and if you want to call a football team, their head coach's knees up from under them. Uh, and that's what these these owners have done, and overpaying for the you know overpaying for prospects or talent when not they have not done anything, uh, and then when you do that, you get just like here that happens with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I'm not gonna go talk to you. I'm gonna go talk to Jerry. So what does that do? Cuts cuts. I mean, doesn't matter if you're Jose, Ole, or Ragnick. Doesn't matter. I mean, 
If that happens, you've already lost it, period. You lost the team because the players know they're spoiled, they're entitled. So you know what? I'm a, I, Without following the chain of command, I'm just going to go above you because Jerry loves me. He pays me. That's what these that that's what these players are. They're entitled, spoiled little brats. Period. Anyways, uh, let's get on to. I really don't want to talk about the Pogba stuff because that'll start getting getting me riled up. Because but there's news that Pogba's looking at another team. Um, my funny thing was, what if he goes to Newcastle because he's money hungry, and that's the only team I think in the Premier League will give him the four hundred, five hundred a week, and Newcastle will make him a splash. And I think Pogba will sell his soul for that. But obviously, you know, he'll probably go to Madrid. I think that's his that's his main goal. But I don't think Madrid can afford him, especially if they're going to splash cash for Mbappe and Holland in the summer. Uh, they can't afford to give him the $500,000 a week that he's wanting. And God, Manchester would be the dumbest team in the world, which I wouldn't put it past him, to give him any contract near that. His, his I mean, he's 28, and his CV for United has been... A jag, jag CV. So, I mean, if you're gonna give him fucking five hundred, then this team's doomed. So the only the only dumb team that has money, because I don't think uh, I don't think Man City will do it, because Man City's run way better than us, and Liverpool's not gonna do it because they're run way better than us. Uh, Chelsea is also not gonna give him five hundred. Uh, would probably be uh, would probably be <laughs> Newcastle. Uh, give me your quick opinion about that, EC. Quick, quick opinion. I hope we keep him. I think he goes with the best team. Um, I think he's our best midfield player, but I think he's going to wait to see who the next coach is, which is smart. Um, and then I think he goes to, you know, whoever has the best chance of, of winning something. Okay. Uh, EC, two games before we get back to get back on track. Uh, so we have a Leeds, again, that's Sunday at 8. I'll probably get up for that match, EC, because I'm playing golf early on Saturday, so I think I'll get up for that match. It's 8 o'clock. Okay, well, we'll see what happens uh, the day or night before with me and my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been away a week. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we have Matt, and then we have Atletico Madrid on Wednesday. So what we're going to do, guys, uh, we're not going to put out a pod. I mean, we try to do it every Wednesday. But so next Wednesday, we're going to push it back to next Thursday. Because we want to give, uh, I think I'll be probably traveling that day for a day trip uh, for work. And I know EC, you know, um, you know, we watch the matches later on during the evening. So we want to give um, ourselves a good chance to watch the match. And then I'll obviously <laughs> give our own assessment. So we won't probably won't put it on a pod until that Thursday evening. So, um, you know, you know, be patient with us. So EC, Leeds, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Because I believe we're away to Leeds. Um... How do you think it's going to go? I think we'll win that Leeds game pretty convincingly um, just due to the fact that that midfield is going to be wide open. Um, I like the fact that we rested Pogba. I think Bruno is going to be on smoke too. So, you know, my main thing is just the striker position. Yeah. You know, if he's on, he's going to have several chances to score. Uh, so I think we win that game 3-1. Three to one. Three to one? I honestly think we, we, we go in there and we win that game. Um, and then Atletico... You want me to talk about that or right, not right Are now? Are we starting Harry Maguire against Leeds? Yeah, he starts. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I know I just talk shit about Paul Pogba, but yes, I do hope to see Paul Pogba over Fred, and I think we have more, more, um, more passing. And hey, maybe Pogba will live up to his contract. 
uh, this weekend and get some ball movement and assists. So, yes, I like your 3-1 uh, at, at Leeds. At Leeds. There you go. So, Wednesday. We have a Wednesday match at the Wanda Metropolitano in Spain. An away game. <sighs> Those away games, you see, we don't do too fair too well. But like you said, uh, off off air, Atletico really has not been playing too well uh, lately, um, and they play well. They play uh, in Champions Leagues. I don't know. They kind of you know they they might have elevate their game. So what do you think? I th- I'm I'm primed for that one. I think I was gonna. I think it's a great time for us to be playing them just because of their form. Um, I think Ronaldo is gonna be chomping at the bit. Get back to Spain. Uh, play against some Ooh. some ex old rivals for him. Yeah, I think Varane coming Varane coming back home. That's going to be big for him. So I'm I'm really excited to see some of those guys come back to Spain where they kind of made legends of themselves. Um, really excited to see us put it to Simeone, who right now defensively is kind of his cornerstone. That's not really working out well for him. So I see us winning that game as well. And you know, going on the road for the first leg, if we can get a draw, I'm with it <coughs> because then it gives us an opportunity to have the away goal. And to come back to Old Trafford and and try to cement ourselves into the uh, into the quarterfinals. So I think we win that game two to one. I really think we go out there, put it to those guys, and win that game two to one. Hmm, interesting. Two one. I'm not going to be so optimistic about you, but I'm not going to be so pessimistic. I think again, um, away uh, Champions League nights. You know, really in our if you look at the statistics, don't fare well with us. So I'm going to go one one. We draw um, the way goal difference. I know it's still in play, right? Am I correct? Yep. yep. Not yep. until next year. I think that's when they're going to get we'll get away with that. Um, I'll go one one, and we come back to Old Trafford. Hopefully, at that time, um, Madrid is still limping. You know, not doing so well. And let's uh, let's hope that. But <coughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be praying it's two one. But I'm going to go one one. Alrighty, see. Well, I mean, it's, we've had a, we've had a, we ending on a high note uh, with a Brighton match. You see, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping, I'm hoping, uh, CR seven uh, gets out of the funk, and and we'll see what, what that how that goes. So, uh, the leads three one. Let's, I mean, let's uh, let's hope that that's what happens, and let's get us going to the Champions League. Maybe we, uh, maybe we can win. Uh, maybe we could be a Chelsea of 2011 when they won the Champions League, and you know, <laughs> or what? Or we, under that Roberto, next coach, that happens. You know, that's what's going to happen. Unfortunately, you don't, you don't want that to happen. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, see. Uh, thank you. You have a good week, and say goodbye to our friends. See you later, guys. Y'all have a good uh, evening, and uh, lucky Diaz, where you at?